after getting its first shut out victory in two years. We're back. We're back during the week of the bye week on the hottest show on the streets, the number one form for Crimson Tide football news on a Monday. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, appreciating everybody for tuning in to the number one forum for Crimson Tide football on this evening. We got a lot to break down, get to discuss, talk about tonight as though the Crimson Tide on the bye week, we are team no sleep at Touchdown Alabama Magazine, giving you nonstop Crimson Tide football 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and bringing it to you in the most entertaining form that we know how. The show is brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you haven't done so, go ahead right now and copy that four-finger bling necklace showing that support to Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide program as Alabama owns the fourth quarter. It's the tradition that it dominates the fourth quarter. So be sure to copy you that four-finger bling necklace, that four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. But... As always, we're bringing you the show from Tuscaloosa, streaming this live through YouTube. Speaking of a channel, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, information, and alerts on your Crimson Tide. Not only are we streaming this to you through YouTube, but we got you covered here on Facebook. So all my Facebook people out there streaming to you guys, to all my Twitter people out there streaming to Twitter as well. So we have you covered here on the YouTube, the Facebook, and the Twitter. But we want you guys being a part of tonight's show. Don't let this night go by here without letting your voice, your comments, your opinions, your thoughts be heard. And you can do this by calling 205-448-1358, the number to call and dial to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. No guest tonight, just me. Just pure Stephen M. Smith from start to finish. As always, happy to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the maestro in the production studio. None other than my man, John Ivory, doing his thing. But as always, once again, we want you guys being a part of tonight's show. And we start the show with a small update here. How about Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, both guys, advancing on the all-time career boards here for the Crimson Tide. Devontae Smith, after a huge performance against Mississippi State, Smitty now 174 career catches, that's fifth all-time, 2,868 receiving yards, that's third all-time, 31 career touchdowns. He is tied with Amari Cooper for first all-time in Alabama history. He'll have a chance to take the touchdown record from Coop when Alabama takes on those LSU Tigers next week in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But that's just Smitty. When you look at Najee Harris, Najee Harris has joined the prestigious, the elite, the esteemed 3,000-yard club. Najee Harris, a career, 3,091 yards rushing. He's got a whole bunch of names ahead of him. 
which include guys like TJ Yeldon and Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram and Kenneth Darby and Bobby Humphrey and Sean Alexander, not to mention the leader, Derrick Henry. So there's a lot of guys still ahead of Najee Harris when you talk about being the all-time career rushing leader, but Najee Harris, eighth all-time. He's in that elite 3,000-yard club. He's got 34 career rushing touchdowns this season. Still tied for his career, excuse me. Still tied for sixth all-time with the great Johnny Musso. Now, Najee Harris has, well, he needs 500 yards. Needs 500 more yards to tie Derrick Henry for first all-time. And he's got an opportunity to do this especially with you know, Alabama having four regular seasons, regular season games left. Alabama gets into that postseason. You have the SEC title game, also the college football playoffs, so potential for seven games left for Najee to catch Derrick Henry. But just a little bit of an update there on Devontae Smith and one Najee Harris. But we now get into topic number one here of the conversation, folks, and uh, for traditional Alabama fans, for Alabama fans that believe defense still wins championships, defense is still king, defense still reigns supreme, you have to have an elite defense in college football. For traditional Alabama fans, you guys left the stadium on last week, Halloween night, Nick Saban's 69th birthday, you guys left Bryant-Denny with the biggest smile on your face because for the first time in two years, for the first time since the 2018 season, Alabama pitched a shutout, won 41-0 over Mississippi State and won Mike Leach. And uh, for a lot of you, it was the issues were what's going on with the defense, would Alabama ever get back to having that defense that can shut opponents out, that can shut opponents down, that can really tackle, that can show those traits that we have become so accustomed to seeing uh, aside uh, with the exception of the past couple of years or so. And uh, you guys left that stadium after the game against the Bulldogs going, I knew Bama still had it in them. I knew Nick Saban could still do this. I knew this team was still capable of shutting teams out, of shutting teams down, of really taking the opposing team's offense out of its element. I knew this group could still play to that caliber of excellence, and it was huge for Alabama to do this. Now, for a lot of people, it was – Pump the brakes, pump the brakes. It's Mississippi State. They were trash. They had nobody on the field. You know, th th this is not really a win or a shutout to get excited about. Yes, Mississippi State did not have a lot of folks on the field, but Mike Leach is still one of the OGs. He's still one of the originators of air raid, spread them out, space offense. And uh, in his 19-year coaching career, he has never been shut out before, whether it was at Texas Tech or Washington State. Now he's, of course, with the Bulldogs and the SEC. He has never been shut out before until he met this Nick Saban defense of Alabama with Pete Golding under the tag of defensive coordinator and Mike Leach couldn't do a darn thing against this Alabama defense. So to shut out Mike Leach? A guy who's never shut out, still a, a pretty big deal here for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, 
I don't know what was said in that fire and brimstone slash come to Jesus meeting that the players and the team had following the Ole Miss game. I don't know what was said. I don't know who said the magic word, term, phrase, sentence. I don't care to know what was said. It doesn't even matter to me what was said. All I know is whoever said something, whether it was Nick Saban, whether it was, was an assistant coach, whether it was a player, whoever said something, kudos to you because it worked. And ever since the Ole Miss game, Alabama defense has combined for eight shutout quarters. Eight. It shut out Georgia in the second half. It kept Tennessee off the scoreboard in the first and fourth quarter, and it had a complete game shutout of Mississippi State. And uh, what's more impressive than shutting State off the scoreboard is the amount of total yards that Alabama gave up. Normally, a Mike Leach offense would at least get, you know, 500 yards, if not more. Through three quarters of the game, Alabama held the Bulldogs to 106 total yards. Now, they eventually got the 200 when the fourth and fifth stringers got in. But for the for three quarters, Alabama held state to 106 yards of total offense. Now, there were three different aspects that I come away with from this game for Alabama's defense. The first of the three aspects, how about the tackling in this game for the first time this season? I'm seeing guys break down, wrap up, make form tackles. I mean, they really got the gist of the tackling drills in practice throughout the week. Nick Saban finally got the full cooperation from this team in the tackling drills this week, well, last week, because the guys broke down, they tackled in space, they wrapped up. Bulldogs got no yards after contact. No yards after catch. There was a lot of gang tackling going on. I don't think there was a single missed tackle. And if there was one, I must was not paying attention to it. Because that's how good the tackling was in this matchup. I mean, there was one play in particular that the running back for state, Jaquavius Marks, uh, he, I mean, Christian Harris has him by the ankles. And he tries to escape. And all of a sudden, you know, Malachi Moore comes out of nowhere and rocks the guy. So, really good tackling there from the Crimson Tide. Number two aspect that was, I was very uh, happy with was the pass rush by the defensive front. The group of Barmore, LeBron, uh, the group of Barmore, excuse me, Byron Young and Fenaria Mathis, that group did a fantastic job. And... As much as I like DJ Dale, and I do, he's a good talent, young talent. As much as I like Justin Boydby, he's a good talent, young talent. But the group of Mathis, Barmore, and Young, you talk about a tangible energy those three have on the field, the quickness those three have, the excitement those three have, the motor that those three have. They got after KJ Costello and Will Rogers all night long. Those two quarterbacks did not have a chance. Uh, K.J. Costello had to leave the game due to a concussion. Hopefully, he's okay. You know, Will Rogers was intercepted twice in the game. The pressure was coming from everywhere. But it started with those three young men of uh, Barmore, Byron Young, and Fidaria Mathis up front. Those three played their butts off, really kept that pressure going. And if I'm Coach Saban, 
going into the LSU matchup. As much as you want to work LeBron Ray back in, and he does, as much as you want to see DJ Dale back on this front, and like I said, good talent, as much as you want to see Justin Boyd be as well, if I'm saving, I, I do not pull Byron Young out. I, you can't afford to do it. I do not pull Byron Young out. I do not pull Fedarian Mathis out. I do not pull Christian Barmore out. Because when they have Barmore at nose, pressure, 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 getting to the quarterback, same thing with Young and Mathis there on the edges. And the third thing that really stood out to me in this matchup, folks, how about the freshmen? I understand we're all excited about the 2021 class coming in. That's got Dallas Turner and Jaquincy McKinstry and Ian Jackson and provided if all these guys sign. I know how excited we are, I myself included, about the 2021 freshmen. But these freshmen playing right now are some dogs. I mean, I've mentioned this before. This group is either move or get out the way. It's either play or get out because we here. And in this matchup, Malachi Moore led the team in tackles with eight. Had, uh, you know, two or three, you know, pass breakups really played well. Brian Branch, I was told by sources this whole time that Brian Branch was working all week in practice, either at safety, either at nickel, either at dime. And, uh, you know, Alabama wanted a situation where it could have more and branch on the field at the same time. There was one point where Coach Saban talked about, well, we got more guys we can trust in nickel than in dime, so I guess we'll play more nickel. Nick Saban threw all caution to the wind. He played exclusive dime the whole night against the Bulldogs, and man, Brian Branch was all over that field, eating it up. Seven tackles, half a tackle for loss, two pass breakups, almost had two picks, and would have taken both picks back to the house, but two pass breakups there for Brian Branch. Will Anderson is so close to his first sack, the brother can taste it. There was one point in the game where I was looking at KJ Costello going, can you just be still so Will Anderson can sack you already? Because he's so close to that first sack. Had five tackles, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hurries for him. Uh, Jamil Burroughs played well. Big Tim Smith had a tackle for loss. A forced fumble and a fumble recovery. These freshmen played a huge role in shutting out Mike Leach for the first time in his 19-year career as a head coach. So, once again to me, I don't know what was said in the team meeting, in the come to Jesus meeting. I don't know who said what. But whoever said what needed to be said, kudos to you. It worked. Alabama defense since the Ole Miss game playing a whole lot better. Eight shutout quarters, shutout Mississippi State. And uh, coming into this bye week, as we're in the bye week now, you got to feel real good if you're a Bama fan. You left the stadium over the weekend going, I knew this Bama defense still had it in them to pitch a shutout like this. And big job there for Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide getting the shutout victory over the Bulldogs. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting your chest warm here on a Monday. When we get back, we entertain your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your text, your super chats. Uh, bring them on in here after this. 
You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson. Only nine and it last time. Head on over and get day. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We are back into the action here, folks, on a Monday. Hottest show on the streets, number one form. For Crimson Tide Football News, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Coach Saban and the gang on a bye week, but we don't rest here at TDA. Definitely team no sleep, providing you with Alabama football news 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and doing it in a way that's as entertaining as humanly possible. So appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show on today. And before we jump to the phone lines here to take your calls, it's the call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, the family that is the Blue Wrench Gang. We have a super chat to shout out here, and it goes to Spencer Revely. Spencer Revely donating that $5 via the super chats, helping us out here on Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, man. How we doing? Uh, Robert from Mobile. Doing good, man. How you feeling, Robert? I tell you, Stephen, this is the first time in a long time that I've felt the Alabama defense actually outperformed the offense. I hadn't seen that, and I can't remember last time I saw a game and thought, oh, yeah, defense actually outperformed the offense in this game. But this, for finally, they actually did it. And this, again, Mississippi State was tailor-made for this team to be able to do, to this defense to dominate. So they got to have the worst offensive line in the SEC, Mississippi State does. And a lot, when you saw Kentucky hold Mississippi State to two points, and put pressure on the quarterback. It was like, okay, guys, if you don't put pressure on this quarterback in this situation, I'm going to be greatly worried. And like you said, they did. Not only did they get sacks, but they got pressure. The quarterback was running for his life the whole all night, and then knocked the first quarterback out of the game. And that's how dominating they were in that game. And uh, the offense, you know, it, it wasn't uh, the well-oiled machine that it normally is, but you're going to have those games. I mean, and it's a good thing. I'm glad we got it out of the system already. You know, there's going to be one less than perfect 
game for you know for for any offense or defense. And so we got out of our system, and he still managed to dominate, even with Mac Jones. You know, a little off. And for Mac Jones, he was still you know seventy step almost seventy over seventy percent for almost three hundred yards, despite being a little off. Because some of the passes to Devontae were a little short, and uh, you know a little short underthrown. So Devontae had to wait on it. But uh, but so so that kind of threw everything off a bit. And uh, like, Nick, like Nick Saban said, Mac Jones would also say uh, his game wasn't quite on Saturday. But because the defense was so dominant, finally we saw a great dominant defense. And, man, what can you say about Devontae Smith? I mean, the guy has gone beyond uh, – if all we knew – if all he did for Alabama was second and 26, that would be an outstanding end of itself. But the guy is turning into – is get, putting up numbers to become the best receiver in Alabama football history. I mean, the guy, he's gone beyond second and 26. And if that was all we knew him for, that would make him an Alabama legend. So the guy is just beyond good right now. I mean, he is. And it, it all goes back to the conversation that I had with with Cam Sims back in 2017 at the open practice. And, 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 and I never knew that Cam Sims was going to take me right to Devontae Smith. I thought he was going to point at maybe Jerry Judy, maybe Henry Ruggs III. But I'm talking to Cam Sims those few years back, and I asked Cam, I said, Cam, look, if you want to get the ball to Calvin Ridley, but Ridley was not available on, on this play, who's the next guy you trust? And for him to take me – to the other side of the field and direct me to Devontae Smith and say, Stephen, that guy right there, Tay, that's the guy. For him to do that, Cam Sims knew from the jump that at some point this young man was going to be special. So, as always, I always got to give the credit to Cam Sims because Cam Sims told me. Think about the LSU situation. Again, the one team that made Mississippi State look good was LSU. Uh, and then they make Auburn look like they're ready for a national championship. That LSU so is that bad. I mean, respect, I was not expecting this great of a drop-off after uh, Joe Burrow. They're looking like Auburn after Cam Newton, or even worse, possibly even worse than Auburn after Cam Newton, if that's possible. This is, this is what happens when uh, – you lose so many players and you don't know how to reload or you never have to do this. This is a hard job. Nick Saban makes it look easy because he's done it so many times that it's become expected for Saban to reload. But for LSU, you lose 14 to 16 or you know, X number of players to the draft. You lose so many players to opt-outs. You lose two really good coaches that basically propped up Ed O. And um, now he's looking like, what do I do now? Because he's never been put in the situation. He really doesn't know how to reload. So LSU is seeing how tough it actually is to do this every year. Bama just makes it look easy. But, Robert, we appreciate the call, man. Catch you later. 
Absolutely. It's hard to remote. Saban makes it look easy, people. He really does. We got some super chats to shout out right now here on the show. How about Roll Tide and Rise Up? Roll Tide and Rise Up. Give us that $10 there. Be the super chats. Roll Tide and Rise Up. That $10 there. Appreciating the love there from him. Once again, folks, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. How about one Malachi Moore? The true freshman from Hewitt Trustville High School just outside the Birmingham area. Malachi Moore, his second Weekly honor being named SEC Freshman of the Week. His first weekly honor from the conference came after the Texas A&M game. He got a second one after the Mississippi State matchup. Moore, once again, eight tackles, had two pass breakups all over the field, played a big-time role there for the Crimson Tide out of that nickel package. And also for the Alabama coaching staff, it recognized 18 players of the week offensively it was Devontae Smith and Evan Neal on special teams it was Will Reichert and Jace McClellan but Nick Saban decided to recognize the entire defense that's how you know the defense was on point when Nick Saban said I'm not gonna pick and choose I'm gonna give it to all y'all so he gave it the entire defense we still have not seen the Dylan Moses game yet he still has not hit that point that he's supposed to hit yet. We still have not seen the first round pick, Dylan Moses, that he had that he's supposed to be, or we expected for him to be this upcoming year. But so far, it has not resulted in no Alabama dropping a game. But still holding Dylan Moses to a standard. When you're in a position that Rolando McClain played and Donta Hightower played and C.J. Mosley played and Reuben Foster and Reggie Ragland and all these big dogs that played all of these years. There's an expectation and a standard. Dylan Moses, you got to hit that standard, young man. You got to hit that standard at some point here in this season. But be sure, guys, to call back in that second call segment. We take a break right here on the show. When we come back, we discuss the new leader of the Heisman race, one Mac Jones. Really? Yes, one Mac Jones after this. know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back in, folks. We are back in from the break of the action here on the hottest show of the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciating everybody for tuning in to the show on today. And be sure to give a thumbs up 
Be sure to give a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that way, that way, you can have the best of news, notes, and analysis on your Crimson Tide. But now, we can look at now the new leader, the new frontrunner, the new face of the 2020 Heisman Trophy race. No, it's not Trevor Lawrence, it's Mac Jones! Mac Jones of Alabama, the new leader, the new frontrunner, the new top candidate here for the Heisman Trophy race for this season right now. And an article came up today, according to ESPN, that Mac Jones has become the new leader here in the Heisman, especially according to a couple of sports, a couple of betting sports books out there when you talk DraftKings and FanDuel. Mac Jones ahead in DraftKings, and then Mac Jones along with Justin Fields of Ohio State are like co-leaders in the fan duel side. But Mac Jones, new leader here in the Heisman Trophy race. And what impresses me the most about Mac is his mental toughness. And um, there are moments where he may go through some frustration. He'll battle some frustration. There are moments, of course, where... Alabama's offense may not come out of the gate hitting on all cylinders the way it needs to, but Mac always finds a way to put the frustration behind him, shrug it off, not let it get to him, and continue to lead God and, and pace this team, so to speak. I go back to remember the Texas A&M game where he had an interception in that game, uh, couldn't let it got to him, did not let it get to him, picked himself back up, kept playing ball, had over 400 yards passing in that matchup with four touchdowns. And then there was the matchup against Georgia where pressure got to him, you know, one of the offensive line but did not pick up a blitz assignment, and Mac Jones gets hit as he's throwing the ball. I still don't think Richard McCount made the interception on the play, but it was recorded as an interception. You know, Jones did not let that get to him. He shrugged it off, went back out there, threw for 417 yards, four touchdowns to knock off what was at that point the number one defense in college football. And then, of course, against Tennessee, you know, two weeks ago, you know, first play of the game, Jalen Waddle gets hurt. You know, anybody else would probably hit the tank when one of your electrifying receivers gets hurt, not Mac Jones. He gets everybody together. Goes out there on the field. I think he was 25 for 31 passing for 387 yards, almost another 400-yard day. And Alabama won the football game. And even on last week, you know, Jones was a little bit off throwing the ball. Uh, I heard from, I, I got from a close, a couple of close sources of mine, you know, with the team deep inside the program here that the issue with Mac, it wasn't anything mental in the game. It was he suffered a slight ankle bruise in practice had a slight ankle bruise in practice that week and decided to go on that ankle so you see kind of the warrior mentality uh, mentality there of, of a jones just how he was not able to really push on his throws and get into his throws the way he normally does and that was because he had the ankle bruise there but decided to still play on it still go out there push through it battle things out and uh, You've got some NFL quarterbacks out there that if they, you know, are not on the same page with their wide receivers early on, they get into a mental funk and it's hard to pull them out of it. You've got some NFL quarterbacks out there that when they get hit, 
with pressure. They get sacked. They get harassed. They go into a mental zone, a, a, a bad mental zone, and they can't pull themselves out of it. You got NFL quarterbacks that they lose their best receiver. They go into a zone, a bad one, and they can't get out of it. So the mental toughness that Mac Jones has to, no matter what goes on negatively, I can find a way to shrug it off, throw it off, get back out there, and play big-time football. If I'm an NFL scout, if I'm a coach, if I'm an owner, if I'm a general manager, those are some of the boxes that I'm looking at in terms of drafting a quarterback. Of course, everybody goes, well, we want the big-time talent. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a big-time talent. Justin Fields is a big-time talent. The kid from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, is a big-time talent. That's what we want. We want the big-time talent. And I understand. And it's great to have big-time talent. But at the same time, you want to have that talent that's also got the mental toughness that can deal with everything being thrown at them. Some guys have a talent, but no mental toughness. For example, I mean, you look at Baker Mayfield right now. Baker Mayfield had a talent coming out of Oklahoma. Yes, he did. And Lincoln Riley had him in an offense that was successful. Yes, he did. But Baker Mayfield in, in the NFL, if something goes bad, if something goes awry, Baker Mayfield goes into a mental funk, and it's a hard time getting him out of it. You look at Sam Darnold, the same thing. Sam Darnold was a big talent at USC. Yes, he was. But now with the Jets, you get him in a situation where he doesn't have his best receiver or he gets hit under pressure or he makes a bad read or he makes a bad play. His mind gets lost and you're and you're having some weeks trying to place. OK, where is Sam Darnold? So there are some NFL quarterbacks right now that when things do not go their way all the time, their mind goes off in the left field and it's a devil of a time trying to get them real back in. So to have a guy like Mac Jones, too, it doesn't really matter what happens. He finds a way to play through it, to play through the pain of a bruised knee or to play through the pain and the frustration of not having Jalen Waddle out there or to play through the frustration of, you know, getting hit and having to get back up and still go. For him to have that mental fortitude, that mental toughness that, that Coach Saban talks about, on a continuous, consistent basis, if I'm an NFL scout, if I'm an owner, if I'm a GM, if I'm a coach, here's a guy I'm circling, you know, what round can we get this Mac Jones kid in? He, he, he's first-round talent. What am I talking about him? I mean, he's first-round talent. So that would be a guy, just me speaking here, if I was operating the team, that would be a guy But I would look at where my scouts are concerned, get me some information on Mac Jones. Get me some intel on Mac Jones. Get me the 411 on Mac Jones. What makes this dude tick? Because I'm watching him get hit. I'm watching him, you know, lose an electrifying receiver. I'm watching him go through, you know, some frustrations at times, but it doesn't get to him. He's still out there whipping the football. He's still out there making plays. And when you talk about the NFL, a league where people get paid top down to halfway kill you, and he's still getting up, doing his job, give me the 411 there on Mac Jones. But that's just me. If I was a GM, 
scout, coach, anything of that vicinity, anything of that nature. But he is right now the new leader here of the Heisman Trophy race. Uh, Jones against the Bulldogs, 24 for 31, well, 24 of 31 passing for 291 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. This season so far through six games, he's completed 78.5% of his throws that is first in the SEC and fourth in all of college football. He's got 2,196 passing yards. That's first in the SEC and third in college football. 16 touchdowns, two picks. He's got a passer rating of 210.32. That is first in the SEC and third in all of college football. He's averaging 366 passing yards per game. That's first in the SEC and third in college football. And, of course, his, his QBR, whether it's a 95.5 total quarterback rating, which is the adjusted quarterback rating, or a 93 you know, quarterback rating, which is the raw rating, he's first in the SEC in both categories and second in college football. So you can see the young man is having an incredible year. You put his numbers against Joe Burrows from last year through the first six games of the SEC. You know, Max got the better numbers there. Same thing when you look at Trevor Lawrence. You compare him to Mac Jones's numbers through the first six games. Well, you know, Mac, well, yeah, through the first six games, you know, Max got you know, some higher numbers there than Trevor Lawrence does. And what's crazy is, is the fact that you have so many people who are shocked right now by how well Mac is performing. They're shocked right now. Me, not shocked at all because when he took over for Tua Tagovailoa last year, of course he came in, had some nerves there, and we, we all would have nerves if you're asked to come in to replace one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever put, to ever play in the program in Tua. You know, Tua goes down with the ankle first against Tennessee. And then the hip there against Mississippi State. But, you know, Mac played well against Arkansas last year. Played well against Auburn last year. Played well against against Michigan in the, uh, the Citrus Bowl uh, to end the 2019 season. And to come in this year, a lot of people felt like, well, he's not going to be able to do it. He, he can't be what Tua was. He, he doesn't give that type of a same spark. And to see him defy all the expectations that were placed upon him and see him defy all the naysayers, all the critics, all the doubters. They're just in utter shock, disbelief. They are dumbfounded right now. you got a lot of dumbfounded critics with their mouths wide open right now because they, can, they cannot believe for the life of them that Mac Jones is performing the way he is. And uh, like I mentioned, battle-tested guy. Leading the Heisman race right now. I'm proud of him. And if I was an NFL GM scout owner, this would be a guy that I would look at here in terms of the 2021 draft as a first rounder because he's got that mental fortitude, that mental toughness, that ability to not get phased, not get rattled, not dwell on negative stuff when it happens. Just continue to push forward and you know, lead his football team. But we take a break here. On the show, don't touch that dial because upon our return, we continue with your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your texts, your super chats. Let's have a conversation on the other side of the break after this. If 
you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies when you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection. Go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, people, we are in here on a Monday. How to show on the streets, number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, with your man, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Crimson Tide on a bye week this week, getting rested up, healed up, but no bye week for us. Team no sleep here. Giving you full-on Alabama football news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out the year in an entertaining fashion. We appreciate you guys tuning into the show on today. And we're going to go to the call line right now, 205-448-1358. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's up, Steven? How you doing, man? This is Sean from Huntsville. Sean, what's going on with you? Nothing much, man. Nothing much at all. Uh, wanted to call in, man, and uh, give a couple of prayers to the young man from for Georgia, from Georgia, Richard LeCount. Uh, Absolutely, yes, yes. Yeah, man. Never want to see anybody hurt like that, especially these young these young men who are trying to get their education and play, you know, athletics at the same time. Um, was super impressed by our defense. Uh, was was we really needed that game that team uh, to provide us with the opportunity to go out and try to get some pass rush. I said on another show, I, I feel like the football guards are listening. They actually was able to manufacture pressure from different places. Uh, Devontae Smith, I think, right now should be should be leading for the Belitnikoff Award, in my opinion. And last but not least, um, you know, I've seen some fans pushing for us to be number one. Man, I'd rather stay number two. Let us stay number two. Keep them hungry. We don't need that number one. So, like, every time we go to number one, something bad happens. You know, I, I, I let us stay number two. Let us keep fighting. Let them keep doubting Matt. Let them keep doubting the defense. Let them keep doubting us, baby. We we, we, we coming either way it go. We'll get to just do when it's time. We don't need it right now. Let somebody else have it. Let let Clemson or Ohio State. I see the media is trying to press Ohio State really big. Let them have it for right now. It'll come a time when we prove ourselves. What you think? I agree with that. I mean, you, you, and and that would be the mindset that Nick Saban takes anyway. You know, being able to kind of be under the radar and then uh, you strike when it's your time to strike. So that's definitely always the motivation that Saban brings when it comes to this team. And uh, I know for a fact that, you know, Mac Jones and these guys are not really listening to what's going on or what's being said in the media. Their focus is let's get better each and every day. And once again, I know Mississippi State 
not necessarily the best team out there, but for Alabama to still pitch that shutout in a day and age where it's hard to pitch shutouts because of how advanced offenses are. But when fans left that stadium on Saturday, you could see a lot of the traditional fans smiling. They, they were going, I knew Saban still had it. Like I knew somewhere deep down in this defense they would have the ability to still be able to pitch a shutout if it really wanted to do it. Right, exactly, man. I appreciate you taking my call. I want to give a big shout-out to my man in the chat, Waylon, from SPH, not from Huntsville, from Shine from Huntsville. And uh, as always, man, we'll continue to support. Absolutely, my man. Appreciate the call. All right. Absolutely. Good call there from Sean there. We take another call here on the show. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's going on there, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. Fresh off Mississippi State. Uh, Bama's got a bye week, but we, we don't rest here at TDA. We still working. <laughs> uh, here he is. Yeah, I'm just uh, calling from uh, Chickasaw, Alabama here. Uh, had a uh, comment about the game here on uh, Saturday. Uh, I really like how our defense played. I'm still not uh, con- I'm still a little bit concerned about how, you know, loss of Jalen Waddle, but uh, – I'd like to see the shutout and all that. Uh, what are your thoughts on how we're going to do against LSU? Thoughts on how Alabama's going to do against LSU? I, I think I think Alabama's got something to give LSU because they've been waiting on this game. This was the second game circled on the calendar after Georgia because we all remember last year after the loss what Ed Ogeron said in that locker room after that game. So those players know that. They're looking to go down to Tiger Stadium, give a little butt whooping there for LSU. I think there's no motivation needed. All the motivation these players have it. I think these guys are locked in on LSU. This week they're getting healthy. They're getting rested up. But Bama's locked in on LSU. Well, I'd like to hear that there, brother. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to everybody. Looking forward to Absolutely. Appreciate that call right there coming from Chickasaw, Alabama, I believe he said. Chickasaw, Alabama here calling in, giving us some love here on the show. But once again, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard here on the show. Now, before we get into grades right now, a small topic on one, Tua Tagovailoa, who made his first NFL start on Sunday for the Miami Dolphins at quarterback against the L.A. Rams. And to me, you know, he had some good moments. He still has to improve. He still has to continue playing to make sure, you know, continue to have, you know, the hip look good and moving and mobility and things of that nature. But, you know, he had some good moments. Of course, he had some receivers that dropped some passes. So maybe Miami got to continue to draft more receivers. But all in all, Tua had some good moments. It was great to see him get the first win of his NFL career. He talked about, you know, getting hit for the first time by Aaron Donald and how he was able to bounce back up from that. And, of course, that was the main thing, right? That was the main thing Dolphin fans and you as Alabama fans were concerned about. Could his body take that first hit after you know, he had not played competitively since the, inju- since the injury he took against State last season? So, Seeing him be able to take that first hit, bounce back up, steal play, was a solid, solid sign there. We take another call right now. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Seeing him be able to take that first hit, bounce back up, steal play, was a solid, solid Hello? sign there. Hello? 
You're live on in my own words. Yo, man, this is crazy. How you feeling? Good. What's on your mind right now? Clemson fan. Clemson fan? We had a Clemson fan calling in there. I mean, you, you know, you, you know, you're doing something. You're getting different fans are calling into the show. We got we had a Clemson fan there calling in. But to end my first thought, there, happy to see you Tua talking about what doing well playing in that first NFL game. But now we got the grade segment here. After Mississippi State, we got the grades lined in. So Stevens report grades edition following Mississippi State. So first and foremost, we look at Mac Jones. I'm giving Mac Jones an A. For this week, he had the, he had the ankle bruise there. Couldn't quite step in the throws the way he wanted to, but you see how he battles back. As I mentioned, mental toughness, mental fortitude, not letting that get the best of him. Still completed 24 for 31 passing for 291 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Still had an offense that put up points on the board. So Mac Jones an A from me. Look at Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, an A from me. 203 receiving yards for Smitty. He had 11 catches, four touchdowns. There is something about the state of Mississippi Devontae Smith hates. It's just something about the state of Mississippi. Because it's either Ole Miss or State. He's putting up big numbers against the state. Once again, 11 catches for Smitty. 203 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Had a well of a performance. So, Smitty, an A from me for Mr. One Half of second and 26. When you go on the offensive line, a B plus for the offensive line. I mean, pass protection was good, run blocking was good. The B plus penalties of the 10 penalties Alabama had in the game, five to six of them came from the offensive line. False start, pre snap penalties. Whether it was uh, whether it was uh, Deontay Brown or Alex Leatherwood, somebody was getting called for a false start. Got to have those things cleaned up. Can't have those penalties because they really stall and, and hurt drives there. So B-plus for Alabama offensive line. Got to clean those penalties. In the kicking game, how about an A-plus for Will? Will Rikert's doing his thing. There is a legit argument to be made right now Will Reichert for one of Alabama's MVPs this season? Legit argument there can be made for Will Reichert. He was two for two on field goals, including making a 40-plus yarder against Mississippi State. He had he made all five of his extra points, and he even executed quite a few touchbacks on kickoffs in the matchup. So A-plus there for one Will Reichert as he continues to grow in confidence in the kicking game. And last but not least, Defensively, an A for the defense. Finally, a game where, as Alabama fans, you guys saw strong tackling, pressure to the quarterback, turnovers being forced, shutting them off the scoreboard, pitched a full shutout, allowing just 200 yards of total offense, 3.2 yards per play for Mississippi State. It was a smooth game 
for the most part by everyone. Uh, Daniel Wright didn't have a mistake in this game. Patrick Sertan the second took a pick to the house. About time for Patty Sertain to get his pick six on. And while we are still waiting for the Dylan Moses moment, Dylan, we're still waiting for the Dylan Moses moment for the most part. And A for the defense, it was able to finally have that moment where it could play big-time football. But before we take our next break here, we actually have a call in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Live on In My Own Words, caller. You're on the show. You're live on the show. We can hear you. We lost that caller, man. Oh, man, we lost that caller, man. But, uh... Those are the grades there for the week. We got the A here for Mac Jones, the A for Devontae Smith, the B-plus for the offensive line, the A for Will Reichard, and the A for the – with the A-plus for Will Reichard, for Will Reichard, and the A there for the Alabama defense. We take another break here on the show, but upon our return, we dive into a conversation on Will Reichard. The young man has fixed the kicking woes. Bama has finally got the kicker as the football gods have finally smiled on the Crimson Tide. In terms of the kicking game, we discussed the sophomore leg, the sophomore booming leg, right after this. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we are back in from the break on the number one form for Crimson Tide. Football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody for checking us out on today. Be sure to give that thumbs up. Give a like on the show. Like the show up. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on all of those notifications so that way you can have the best in news, notes, updates, and alerts here on your Crimson Tide. But... Before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. Make us your plug, your one-stop shop for all of your Alabama clothing needs. If you are feeling the I love hearing touchdown Alabama shirt, the let them play shirts, we want football shirts, hoodies galore, we got you right here. TDAware.com. 
TDAWare.com. That is TDAWare.com, showing that support for Coach Saban, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But we look at now Will Reichert, Alabama sophomore kicker Will Reichert. And uh, for the longest of time, well, since the 2012 season when Alabama had Jeremy Shelley, so about uh, about seven, eight years, about seven, eight years, just about. Since then, you know, you as Alabama fans have been doing a lot of different things to ease the pain or, or console yourselves, as I, console yourselves, I should say, when it comes to field goal kicking. For some of you guys, y'all would literally, you know, cuss and say swear words under your breath for, or out loud. Uh, for some of you, it would be drink to ease the pain. For some of you, it would be walk out the room when the kicker is about to come up. And for some of you, it would be, you know what? We're just going to say this off-the-wall chant. I remember a friend of mine. Her and her son, and this was back when Adam Griffith was the field goal kicker. So her and her son would be at Bryant Denny, and every time Riker, every time uh, uh, Adam Griffith would come up, she would say a chant, and it went, "It's only just an extra point. It's only just an extra point. It's only just an extra point." And every time she would say that chant, Adam Griffith would make the field goal, and it got to a point where it was the LSU game in 2015, and he was up for a 50-yard attempt. And everybody in her area, in her section, was looking at her going, save a chant, Brenda. Brenda, save a chant. And she didn't want to say it. And she goes, it's only just an extra point. It's only just an extra point. And Adam Griffith made the 50-yard field goal, and the folks went crazy at Brian Denny Stadium. So for the longest of time, U.S. fans have resorted to unorthodox ways to ease your pain in the kicking game. Well, now with Will Riker, you don't have to do that anymore. With Will Riker, you can put the chance down. You can stop the cussing. You can stop the drinking. With Will Riker, he is out here being a dominant, consistently positive kicker. This has been Alabama's best leg as a field goal kicker since Shelley in 2012. And uh, Reichert so far this season, eight of eight on field goal attempts. He's made all 37 of his extra points. And, and he's making kicks in between 20 and 29 yards, 30 and 39 yards, 40 and 49 yards, 50 plus yards. You put the ball anywhere for Reichert to kick, he is making these kicks. And he told our own Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, back when he was at the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game prior to coming in the Tide's 2019 class, he told just he told our own Justin Smith that she was going to be the one to end the kicking woes, to end the kicking problem, to get Alabama better in that area. And he came in with a lot of confidence. Of course, he had the hip flexor injury against Southern Mississippi. Alabama rushed him back for the Tennessee game when he was not ready. He wasn't 100% healed up, and uh, he ended up missing the remainder of the season to get healthy. But the concern for a lot of people, myself included, was, yes, he would be physically healthy, but what would the mental psyche 
for for uh, Riker being like? How would his mental psyche be? Would he be able to go out there, lock in, focus, and make field goals consistently? And to my pleasure, he's been able to do it, and he's been able to do it extremely well. And I remember after the Tennessee game, I got a chance to speak with Coach Saban about this matter, and, and my question to Coach was, how big or how much does a healthy Will Rykert mean to this team? And Saban said, well, you have no idea how comforting it is to be able to make a field goal. You don't know how comforting it is to have a guy that you can call on to go out there to make a kick no matter what the yardage is, and he goes out there and confidently makes the kick. I mean, you already feel bad enough when you can't score the touchdown. You're already feeling bad enough when you don't get – the six points, and then kicker goes out there and misses the field goal, and it basically demoralizes you. It basically, it basically has you feeling even worse because you came away with no points. So having Will out there healthy is a serious weapon for us. It put it gets us even more confidence because we know with him out there, you know, he's going to make those kicks, and we're just happy to see him, to see him continuing to make that growth. So it's been comforting for Nick Saban. It's been comforting for the team. It's been comforting for U.S. fans. It's been a pleasure for me to watch here in the media as Riker goes out there, makes the kicks. He gets pumped up. You guys get pumped up. The team gets pumped up. I mean, there's there's a legitimate argument you can make for him being an MVP. There's a legit argument. I mean, remember in 2014 when J.K. Scott punting-wise was flipping the field the way he was doing it, and people were saying there could be a legitimate argument for J.K. Scott for MVP because of the way he was controlling field position. The self-same things can be said in the offensive kicking game for Will Riker. There's an argument for him to be, or a case for him to be, an MVP for the Crimson Tide. Somebody in the chat line even said, uh, let's get a statue raised in the honor of Will Riker. I mean, I'm down. I wouldn't mind a statue being raised in the honor of Will Riker. I mean, hopefully he even gets a shot to be in the running for the Crows Award You know, this year, the, 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 the honor that goes to the nation's top place kicker. But uh, big ups there to Will Riker doing his thing as far as field goal kicking is concerned. But you want the best of news, notes, information, and coverage here on your Crimson Tide, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very simple and easy to do this. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We have you right here. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is tight football. Once again, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. And also pick up that four-finger bling necklace courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That link will be found in the description as well. But husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, school back in. Still do those things legitimately now to not be bored. Be sure to get you those three hearty meals a day. 
those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spend it my own words.